everyone. Welcome to the Journey to Developer podcast. My name is Deontay Chantel, real estate entrepreneur and developer in the metro New York area. If you don't know me, I'm also a realtor. I'm the person you can come to with all of your real estate needs and wants in this business. Today, I am going to talk about how I actually got started in this real estate business. And this is season two of the podcast. So with that being said, you should know how I got started in the business. But if you don't know, I'm actually going to break it down. I went from being a wholesaler to a real estate developer in two years time by the grace of God. So it all started in 2013 when the city of Newark, where I resided at the time, was selling lots, infill lots for $1,000. Okay, so the idea first came to my mind then to become a real estate developer. I was like, you know what? I don't know anything about building, but we can build it with container houses. I think at the time, container houses just came out. It was this new trend and I was like, yep, I'm gonna build these houses in Newark with container homes. And that dream quickly failed when I didn't even have $1,000 to buy the land. So I quickly was like, we're not going to do that right now, but it was still a dream of mine. That was in 2013 when I first uttered the words real estate developer. Let's fast forward to 2015. I'm now a mother of a one-year-old, 25, 26 years old, and I love watching HGTV. I love watching the transformation and the development of investment properties on TV. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta get started. I will never forget, I'm actually listening to the radio and they're like, oh, we have a free webinar or a free seminar where you can learn how to invest in real estate with no money. I automatically go, it was free. They suckered you into buying a three-day weekend for 200 bucks, but that was the best $200 I've ever spent. It was a life changer. And at that event, we learned about everything money, the economy, real estate investing. But one technique that really stuck out to me was wholesaling. And for those who don't know what wholesaling is, we're gonna break it down in a few moments, but wholesaling was a real estate term and technique that allowed you to invest in real estate, meaning investing your time in real estate without having any money. As long as you can find a motivated seller put the property under contract, and then assign the rights of the contract over to a cash buyer or investor, you are able to make money in the business. Of course, there's a lot that goes into wholesaling, but that's the simplest way for me to explain it on this podcast at this moment. So literally, people, in many cases, starting with $0, as long as the owner is motivated, you can start with zero dollars. You can quickly assign the rights to the contract to a cash buyer and you'll be well on your way to making money in the business. So that's how I actually got started, okay? Now, so I'm still researching and learning on my own about investing, about flipping and fixing. I'm going on the internet, reading, doing research. 2016, I actually was now a single mother Figuring it out with a two-year-old. My back is up against the wall. I was recently laid off from my job, my well-paid job, making, I believe at the time I was making $65,000. And so I was like, you know what? I'm all on my way, but I got laid off. And my back was up against the wall. And I remember dating this guy who was a hustler, okay? Like not a drug dealer, but like just very 
just hustle mentality. And he was like, you know what? I once dated this lady who was in real estate and she went on to make an HGTV show. And I'm like, oh, wow. And he was like, I gave her the idea and everything and I didn't make no money off of it. And I was like, well, I'm in real estate. You know, I actually started out as a real estate agent back in 2011. So I'm like, listen, I found out about this technique on how to make money in real estate with no money. And I, t I explained it to him and he was like, oh, let's do it. Well, me and him, we didn't stay dating for much longer than that, but I still had that drive. We actually did put a property in the contract, but we never closed on it because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> realistically. I knew, I understood the concept, but I didn't know what I was doing. So make a long story short, I continue to network with people online. I continue to find the properties. I didn't give up. I just continued to do what I was doing, right? I wound up working another paralegal job at some other law firm. But anyway, I was able to get a list of off-market properties. So I would market them and promote them. I would take other people's deals and I would market and promote them on, on Facebook and I would put my telephone number. And one day, this man calls my phone. And he's like, yeah, I heard you're the girl that has all the properties. And I'm like, oh yeah, I am. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how did you get my number? He was like, oh, I just, somebody said you're the go-to person. So make a long story short, me putting myself out there in the business allowed people to come to me. I attracted motivated cash buyers that came to me. Also, in Facebook groups, I was marketing myself, I was networking, I was looking out for deals. And one day I did find a gentleman that was selling a property in Newark, okay? I think at the time he wanted $75,000. I didn't even know how to run a comp or anything, but I was like, you know what? I'm adding $10,000 onto this property because <laughs> I wanted $10,000. That very first cash buyer that I was just telling you about, I knew he was looking for properties in Newark. So I was like, listen, I have this deal in Newark for 85, it was a two family with a bonus, with a bonus unit for $85,000. He was like, all right, what's the address? So I, at the time, didn't have a car. So I literally had about $10 to my name and I got in an Uber or a Lyft and I went to this property to show it. So they didn't cut me out the deal. So I went there. I met with his general contractor. The general contractor dropped me off at my house. I didn't even know these people, but I was out here, okay? So the general contractor dropped me off at the house. I met with them. I didn't have nothing under contract. I didn't even do it correctly. But all I know is that the property was 75,000. I wanted $10,000 and I told the man it was 85,000. Make a long story short, I operated as a bird dog. Okay, I wasn't even truly wholesaling it because I didn't own the rights to the contract. I didn't have the right to sell it for a higher price or anything. Make sure you're doing this business, your paperwork is together, you're understanding all of the steps to get it done. That being said, this man was a man of faith. He was a man of God. He didn't cut me off the deal when he could have. I think we even got into an argument one day. He was like, you know, I could cut you off the deal and I'm not. But anyway, this man, stay true to his word. I made money on the deal. And that was my first money that I made in this business as a wholesaler. Um, I didn't let that stop me. That just added fuel to the fire. That just kept me pumped and energized. And I was like, listen, there's money to be made in this business. I'm going to make it. So I went on to network with other wholesalers on the Internet, on Facebook specifically. We built a real estate. It was like a, at the time, it was like an all black real estate investment group.
with people literally I didn't even meet in person for like for a couple of months. I had a realtor in my pocket. We were just sharing and collaborating all of our ideas. And what we did was we would go out there and find deals, bring them together, find the cash buyers, make money. So I'll never forget, I was working on a deal that I was supposed to cash in on my own, $100,000. It was a mansion in the city of West Orange. And shout out to my old partner, Derek Grant, who's another hustler like myself. We were working on this deal and we were supposed to make six figures on this, on this deal. Each, okay? It wasn't splitting six figures. Six figures each. And I said, when we close this deal, I was so confident. I was like, when we close this deal, I'm going to quit my job. Do you know, within two days, <laughs> I was fired from that job. And to be honest, I felt a relief. I was going on my lunch break to go show properties anyway. Like, I was doing the most. Like, I was so hungry about real estate and about wholesaling that I just knew that me working as a real estate paralegal wasn't gonna cut it anymore. So I was thirsty, okay, we'll say. I was very thirsty for the business. And within two days of me uttering those words, me affirming what I was gonna do, me declaring what I was gonna do, I was actually fired from the job. And it was a sign of relief. Within 21 days of being fired from that position, I actually made about $30,000, okay? Now I had all the time in the world to do what I wanted to do. I'll never forget, I had just bought a Hoopty. It was a Ford Focus, <laughs> and I got focused in that car, you hear me? But it was a Ford Focus. I don't remember what year it was, but it was a Hoopty. I paid $500 for it from one of my real estate clients at work before I got fired. And I was jogging around this little white Hoopty in the hood of Newark, looking at properties, showing properties to investors, um, and doing what I needed to do by any means necessary. And I made 30 grand in less than 21 days of being fired from that job, okay? So anyway, I'm networking, I'm getting more deals on the contract. Now I'm doing things correctly, putting deals on the contract. Um, I'm working with People, people know me to be a paralegal as well, so I'm doing paperwork for people. I'm doing different things in a business. And at that point, I said, you know what? Let me reenact my real estate license. And I don't, I don't want to go on this tangent. Now I start working with families without addresses, families that are living in shelters, um, you know, networking with those nonprofits to get those things done. But now I'm meeting other women in the business, other black women in the business, and we are buying properties together. So I went from trying to wholesale to this particular woman to now doing deals with this particular woman. We're doing rehab projects together. I'm doing property manage uh, project management for the properties. I'm helping her do everything she needs to do in her business. I'm helping her buy deals. I'm helping her also wholesale deals. But we started doing real estate flips together, okay? I'm networking with other investors. So now these individuals who are living in shelters who need my assistance, I'm able to now put them in some of my units that I have with my real estate partner and with other investors that I have. So I was literally the advocate for the SOTA program in the city of Newark before it became this big thing. I, and, I, and I must say, 
I was able to house over, just me alone, over a hundred families out of New York City. Now, if I go into like my colleagues, my real estate agent colleagues, they probably did another 300 families that they were able to impact their lives and help them become even homeowners as well as find shelter. And some of them I actually helped get into real estate investing. And one started a general contracting company. So doing God's work, I was able to impact lives. But anyway, I'm partnering with, the, I'm leveraging partnerships. I am leveraging relationships. That very first buyer, very, very first guy that just randomly called my phone who became a buyer, he also becomes a mentor to me. He also introduces me to a business consultant who worked with real estate developers. And he said, you know what? We're going to make you one of the youngest black real estate developers in this country. And I'm very grateful that I even met that guy. He also told me that I would, I should do a podcast like before the time I actually did it. But I say all that to say is that I was able to leverage my relationships. I was able to leverage my knowledge, leverage my time. I was able to leverage my resources when I had no money, okay? And that's all glory to God. Like, I'm not supposed to be in front of you guys telling you anything. I was once a very shy person, didn't like to come on camera. I used to be a model, so you would think I would be comfortable on, on camera, but I'm the worst at photo shoots. Like, <laughs> I'm not the in-your-face type of person. I'm a, I used to be a very... At 29, I became one of the youngest female real estate developers in the city of Newark when I was designated as a developer. And... I also became a designated developer in the city of East Orange. And I think that was before the age of 30. I can't remember, but it was about 30 years old. I became that. Um, we have went on to close the deals in the city of East Orange. We're still working on the deals in Newark, but we're pretty much at the finish line. I went on to invest in Kansas City, Missouri. We have some pending real estate development deals there for about 140 townhomes. So I was able to literally leverage these relationships, leverage my time, my resources, all of that stuff. But the best of all is that very same cash buyer actually started a real estate fund. So now I really don't have a need for looking for money. Like he's willing to fund all my deals. He's willing to fund any of my mentees deals. Like he's willing to really bring our dreams to life in this real estate business. So that's the blessing. You never know who God is gonna use in your life to take you to where you wanna be. You never know who's your destiny helper. You never know who you're aligned to. So this is why you, you should be praying for destiny helpers, divine alignment, divine acceleration, because that's all this is. I'm not supposed to be here. I don't, I'm not even qualified to be here, but through it all, I remained a student to the game. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to execute, right? I should be executing faster, but I'm trying my best. I'm executing. I'm starting even when I don't have nothing. And there's been many times in this business, I don't have anything, right? But I'm still executing. I'm still knowing what God promised me. 
um, where God wants me, where, how God wants me to impact indiv individuals' lives through this business, okay? So in my eyes, real estate is actually my ministry. I'm, I'm helping people. I'm impacting lives. I'm adding value to people's lives. I'm a problem solver, okay? So I always recommend people, if you're not willing to help people, you're not willing to provide solutions and be a problem solver in this business, if you're just in it to make money, you do not need to be in this business at all. Because there's a lot of times where you're not going to make any money in this business. But will you still love this business? Are you still going to be called to this business or are you going to quit? So if you're not the person that wants to help people, wants to put in the work to make money in this business, this is probably not the business for you. So we are scheduled to build about eight houses in Estes County area, scheduled to build 140 houses in Kansas City, Missouri. So we have all of that in the pipeline. I have a construction company. We're building, God willing, another 10 houses. That's actually underway right now. I'm gonna be bringing you footage and before and afters very soon, so stay tuned. I'm gonna probably do a day in the life of Deontay Chantel coming up very, very, very soon. So God bless you all. You have a blessed day. And you too can become a real estate developer, but develop your work habits, develop your work ethic, develop your yourself. Thanks for checking out the podcast episode today. Make sure you give us a thumbs up and you hit the bell. And also you subscribe to this channel and also subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. God bless you and we'll see each other soon.